0: This is the Reds Hot Stove League. The Reds Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by holy grail banks proud sponsors of the reds hot stove league beacon orthopedics and sports medicine jtm let's create great dishes together msa architects and by document destruction the official document shredding vendor of the reds the reds hot stove league is also brought to you by cbts a cincinnati bell company technology solutions for business your tri-state chevy dealers check out chevy's award-winning lineup only at your tri-state chevy dealer the Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. Woody Sander Ford. I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. Reds and I had a pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome once again to the Reds Hot Stove League. It is Tuesday, the 17th of January, and I'm telling you what, this place at the Holy Grail at the Banks is a buzz tonight. Thomas uh, Brenneman, because why? We have one of the Reds players with us. and when you get a player in here, a good guest, people flock into this place.
1: You know, you said it's a Tuesday night. I look around this place and I wondered, have I lost track of time? This looks like a Friday night right here tonight. <laughs> I mean, there are people everywhere. It's great to have all you with us and uh, all you listening along the Reds radio network and a player that you just mentioned who's kind enough to join us tonight. And countdown is on. Well, we're less than uh, a month away, Devin Mazzarocco. A pleasure to have you with us here tonight. Big round of applause for the Reds all-star catcher, Devin Mazzarocco. How are you?
2: Good, good. How are you
1: guys Happy doing? New Year.
2: Happy New Year. You've been here a lot. Yeah, I've been here rehabbing, uh, you know, trying to get in shape, get ready for the season. Uh, but, you know, we love Cincinnati, so this is uh, our second home, I guess you can say.
0: Here you are sitting up here, and I, I, we mentioned it earlier, a short sleeve T-shirt in the middle of January. You don't see that very much around these parts, but it's amazing, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I'll take this at any offseason. This has been nice, been able to go outside and throw. Uh, Usually it's freezing cold out there and hmm. you're bundled up. But, you know, this year has been pretty nice.
0: This is not the first year that you have been around this winter, worked out over at the ballpark throughout the offseason. And you see more and more guys, it seems like, are doing that around here. Why is that?
2: Yeah, we had a good, uh, a good crew down there. Billy's been down there for a while. Uh, Joey's been in and out of town. Brandon's always in and out. Uh, you know, I think that guys enjoy Cincinnati. You know, it's a great place. People – Guys buy a house uh, or or find a place to stay year-round just because they enjoy it so much. And, you know, we can get good work done down there. Hatcher comes down. Billy Hatcher's always down there. Steph comes down for me. Mike Stefanski to do the catching stuff. Uh, So, you know, really you can get a lot of work done being here in Cincinnati. For me, it's more than I can get done at home just because we have obviously great facilities down at the field.
1: Uh, and, And then working with Hatch and Steph, you know, that really helps out. A year ago, I remember you sitting here, Devin, and everybody was talking about you coming back from the original hip surgery. Since that time, you've had surgery to the other hip along with the shoulder. So I remember you saying, I'm tired of everybody asking me how I'm doing. So here we sit a year later. You're probably sick of the same question but we have to ask it because a lot of Reds fans really want to know how you're coming along. Where do you feel like you are at this point in time? We still do have almost a month and a half before game start.
2: Yeah, I'm getting there, you know. It's uh it's a long process and the hardest part is getting back into the baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at now at the beginning of that. I'm hitting, throwing, catching, doing all kinds of drills. So, you know, we're getting there. Uh, I I I don't know that I could play if there was a game tomorrow, but I think that we're on the right track, and, you know, knock on wood, uh, things are going to go well, and nothing else happens, and I can actually
1: be out on the field, which, you know, it's been a long haul, that's for sure. Do you have goals about how much you would like to play or catch in spring training? Like you said, you may not be able to do it today, but haven't been through it one time already. Now the shoulders in addition to the other hip. But do you have a goal of how much you would like to play in spring training? Is that a reasonable expectation or question? Uh, You know, I would say that I want to play a lot. I haven't in the
2: past, I you know, maybe 50 at-bats. I I feel like this year I need to go out there and play. I haven't played, you know, I haven't gotten a ton of bats the last two years. I haven't caught a ton the last two years. So, you know, if I would put a number on it, now obviously the, uh, the medical staff sure. is going to have kind of their plan for me going into spring training and kind of what they want me to, to do. But, you know, I'd like to get 75, 80 bats honestly, in spring training. And I'm not sure you wouldn't be able to do all that in the main games, but you can go down into the minor leagues and play and, and get some extra bats I, I, I feel like, you know, I want to play as much as uh, as much as the medical staff will allow uh,
0: you have been in rehab for the better part, really, of two years. The question I want to ask you, Devin, is because you went through the rehab with your left hip, did that give you an advantage, rehabbing the right hip? You kind of knew what was what was going to go on. You knew what to expect. You knew where you should be at a certain time frame.
2: Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I was going into the surgery just based on, you know, last year we did rehab rehab you can't just do one leg you know you kind of have to do drills on both sides so my hip was stronger going into surgery I wasn't having the same problems that I was having with my left side so I I was in a much better place and then like you said the fact that I already knew what to expect you know the the milestones to kind of hit there with you know you do this at this week it it was fairly straightforward and you know I, I would say that this side has went uh you know very very smooth.
0: We have a microphone here. If you're in the house here at the Holy Grail at the banks and you have a question for Reds catcher Devin Mezzarocco, certainly come on up and ask that. That being said, uh, as Tom said, we are less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting and uh, six weeks or so away from the start of spring training games. When will you pick up camp here and head on out to Goodyear?
2: Yeah, we report the 12, uh, so I'll head down there, so... You know, I can get more work done here in Cincinnati. Uh, Me and Billy and and Joey will be here, and Mike Stefanski, our catching coach, will come down to the stadium and work with me. Billy Hatcher will come down. We'll hit with him. So, you know, I can really get more work done here than if I were to go out to uh, Arizona early.
1: I'm curious, Devin, last year when you came back in spring training, after having a lot of the prior season off for you, and you can't speak for everybody, I understand that, was getting behind the plate and catching again and all the things that are entailed in actually catching a baseball game, was that harder or was the timing as an offensive player harder? Uh, uh, honestly, I would say everything was hard at that point.
2: You know, I wasn't feeling good whenever I came back. Uh, even though you can be out there and you can play, you know, it's still kind of uh, shaking off some rust and, and, and getting your feet underneath you. But... Uh, I, I would say both were hard if that makes sense uh, you know that's I guess an honest answer but the, I think that uh, you know you have to be patient that's the got to be hard though it's def, it's very hard because I want to be out there I want to be back to where I was in in 14 you know whenever I was able to uh, go out there and, and play the way that I think everybody you know expected me to play and thought that I could Yeah. Uh, so it, it requires some patience and, and just try to continue to go out there and improve and get better and, and try to get everything back to, a, to where it was. And it doesn't happen overnight, but uh, you know I'm confident that at some point I'm going to get back there.
0: Speaking of confidence, does it shake your confidence that you haven't played in two years and every time you've tried to play something else has happened? Are you still as confident now as you were two years ago when you had that All Star year? I don't think
2: it shakes my confidence. Uh, It does some other stuff to you, for sure. (laughs) Uh, But, no, confidence-wise, I feel like if I can be healthy and I can uh, be able to go out there and play, you know, as much as I am capable of, uh, I feel like, you know, I'll pick up where I left off. But, you know, the key is just getting back there and, and feeling good and being
1: healthy. I know we're getting ready to come up on a break, so I don't want to ask you too much about this team. But in a nutshell, you faced Drew Storen as an offensive player. Now, a couple of years have gone by since you've seen him. But what was your initial reaction after you saw the Reds have picked him up? Yeah, that was good. You know, obviously the, the struggles of our bullpen last year are
2: kind of uh, they're out there. Everybody knows. And, you know, to pick a guy that's pitched in the back end of the game, and, you know, obviously... With him and Lorenzen and, uh, and Iglesias, I feel like, you know, we have a, a confident group. And that doesn't include Singrani and Wood who were mm-hmm. you know, they threw the ball well at times last year. So I think that, uh, you know, once iglesias and lorenzen got back there i think
1: things were pretty solid in the bullpen and
2: you know just add store to that i think will help for sure
1: we were talking about that just before you came on and we're going to take a commercial break but but, but you're 100 percent right i think last year in the first two months of the season due to injury especially and iglesias wasn't even in the bullpen and lorenzen was hurt you know when you ask blake wood to probably pitch in situations that he's most comfortable in he did an excellent job and Sengrani. You know, We've seen him be really, really good, and we've seen him be inconsistent. But again, in the right role, if those two guys can pretty much do what they did by and large last year and now have those other three in the back end of the bullpen, I would think there's a legitimate chance that there's a a huge upgrade there in and of itself before you talk about anybody else down there.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I think that uh, we're very confident when Lorenzen and Iglesias come into the game. And and like you said, uh, there's times when Woody's out there throwing the ball and it the looks just unhittable. Uh, so, you know, if, if
0: those guys can be a little more consistent and we have those three other guys, we, that's a pretty darn pretty darn good start. All right, we're into it here at the Holy Grail Banks, talking Reds baseball with Reds catcher Devin Mezzarocco on this Tuesday night. We'll take a break, come back with more. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks and presented by Budweiser. All right, back at the Holy Grail at the banks here on the Reds Hot Stove League on this Tuesday night. Just a reminder, you can be part of the action this season with the Reds' pick six plan, presented by McDonald's Take any six Reds' home games, including the Cubs, Indians, Yankees, and Red Sox, and receive an exclusive Eric Davis 30-30 dual bobblehead. Reds are celebrating that this year. 30 years ago, the first Red to have a 30-30 season. Plus... You'll save up to 25% off regular price tickets and get six free McDonald's extra value meals. Purchase the pick six plan now at reds.com slash pick six. Some restrictions do apply.
1: Jimmy, do you remember, were you in Louisville, and I'm pretty sure you were, or maybe I'm wrong, were you in Louisville when Eric Davis came through, or was he playing AAA at the time in Denver?
0: No, he, was, he would have been in Denver before. That's what I thought. Denver. I'm going to
1: tell you what. For a lot of people that don't remember when that guy first came to the big leagues, I have never seen anybody like that guy in my life. And when he had major injuries, I remember doing a game at Wrigley Field when he went sprinting into the gap. And, man, when that guy ran, he ran. They can talk about Billy Hamilton. Eric Davis could fly. He must have lost track of where the warning track was. And as we know, behind that beautiful green ivy is a brick wall. Yeah, no pattern. And he ran into the wall full speed, broke his shoulder in half. But to watch what he did, people forget the one season he hit over 30 home runs. He stole almost 90 bases that year. 19, I remember it's 80, yeah. I mean, that guy, he was some kind of player. Whew.
0: Devin Mesorocco with us, and we have questions. Questions have come in. Let's go to the phones. Bill from Madison, Indiana, you're first up on the Reds' Hot Stove League. Yeah, Devin, Devin. He's uh, here.
2: Yeah, I'm here. Are you good? Are
3: you you think he'll probably be 100%
2: this year again? I hope so, yeah. I should be good. Everything is uh, is on track where I should be ready to go spring
1: training and uh, be back out on the field. Is this Bill Bennett? Yeah. Bill, how you doing?
3: Okay, Tom. Everything
1: uh, in Madison, Indiana okay?
3: Yeah.
1: All right. It's always can good I, hearing from can
3: you. Do I the question? Yeah. Uh, do you, you think uh, Kozak probably be 100% this If
1: they stay stay healthy. Zach Cozart, is that who you asked about? Yeah. I sure hope he's healthy. I mean, we saw a couple years ago when he's healthy, he's a mighty good player. Yeah, I know. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. I'm sure he is, too. We're keeping our fingers crossed on all these guys because this has a chance to be a pretty good team if we can just keep guys on the field. Bill, thanks for the call, buddy. All right, let's go to Woody in Mount Orib, way out east. We go from the west side in Madison to Mount Orib. Woody, are you there? I'm here. How are you, sir? Good. Nice to hear from you, Woody. What's up? Kevin, let me just ask you a question. I'm not trying to be
3: negative. Uh, might not You might not even know the answer. You're 100% opening day. Is the catching job yours, or do you feel you have to battle out now to get your job back
2: well, you know, whenever you have uh, a catcher, especially me, who hadn't been able to play a lot the last couple years, they're going to take it easy. Uh, so, uh, you know, you really need two good guys, and Tucker showed last year that he's he's definitely capable uh, to be back there, you know, as much as you need him. Uh, with that being said, I feel like if I'm healthy and playing the way that I'm capable of, like I showed in 14, you know, that seems like somebody they're going to want to line up a whole lot. So, uh, you know. I guess time will tell if I'm healthy, but I think we're going to need two guys either way, and we're we're in good shape with with me and Tucker. I asked you, well, this, I th- I'm sorry,
1: Woody, go ahead.
3: I'd say that we've got a good catching combination, and no matter which way it goes, I mean, Devin's the uh, number one guy, I would think. But uh,
1: well, there there's no doubt. No Devin, Devin is going to get a lot of guy. playing
3: time, so I say with the two, we got to find catching combination uh, to look forward to.
1: Woody, thanks for the call. Thank you. You know, um, there's no doubt about it. Devin Mezzarocco is the number one catcher. If he's healthy and he's able to play at 25 home runs, knocked in 80, uh, playing regularly in 2014. And, And Tucker Barnard did do a nice job. But, I mean, you know, there are guys and then there are guys. I asked you last year, have you even considered the idea of any other position?
2: Uh Honestly, I, I don't feel like that's something for me to consider. Okay. Uh, you know, that if the organization came to me and, and said, hey, do you want to do something else? Uh, I would certainly be open to listening. But, you know, that was never uh, brought up. That was never discussed. You know, there's a lot of, uh, I'll call them Internet doctors that think that, uh, <laughs> not that you are one, Tom. Not I, I am one because I know where you're going. They that, that think that, you know, I can't come back from the hip surgery. No, I never I, said that. It, right. No, it, I never said that. Or think that it's going to be easier on me to move to a, a different position. But there's been catchers that have had this uh, surgery and came back fine. There's been hockey goalies that are, mm-hmm. you know, in a far more difficult position than what catchers. So there's no reason
1: whatsoever that I can't be back behind the plate. What I have said, and you know this, what I've said right, was no, is I if don't. you had a young player in your system who could do the things offensively you can do that you can put in a cleanup spot in the middle of the lineup and count on when healthy 25 35 home runs 80 110 runs batted in i've just always said and i look at buster posey right i've just always said why not at least occasionally get the guy out from behind the plate learn another position that he's comfortable in so at least maybe two or three days a week, instead of that catcher having to sit down, you still got that bat in the lineup. Yeah, no, I completely
2: understand. And I think that, uh, you know, if the organization approached me on that, I would be 100% open to hearing them out and, and trying to come up with a good plan. But, you know, I I think they wanted to see what, uh, you know, obviously Adam Duvall had a great year last year, and, and he's kind of locked in out there. But, you know, it, it, the, the reason that we did try the – Outfield there for a couple weeks. Whenever I was already hurt, was you know Marlon Byrd went down. So sure. if an injury arises, uh, it would be nice to have somebody else. But you know we haven't talked about that yet, and and I think uh, at this point in time, you know with with just trying to get back into catching shape and doing all that, you know it, it may be a little too much to take on. But you know I would certainly be open to whatever the team wants.
1: I tell you, I just watching you, and I was watching you out there with Billy Hatcher for a couple of times. I thought you moved really good out there. All right, we're taking a break. Devin Mezzarocco, can you stick around one more second? Yeah, tonight? Good. Devin Mezzarocco, all-star catcher from the Reds with Jim Kelch, Tom Brenneman, and, man, what a crowd. Back with the Reds Hot Stove League in a moment.
0: Reds Hot Stove League rolls on from the Holy Grail at the banks, and we are certainly appreciative of Devin Mezzarocco, Reds catcher, hanging around for... Another segment, we want to remind you, don't miss free seminars on basic strength and conditioning development for coaches, parents, and players 13 and older. Coming up on Saturday, January the 28th at the Reds Youth Academy. Exercises and programs specific for baseball and softball will be available. You can call 513-765-5000 or additional information to RSVP. More calls for Devin Mesoraco, Reds catcher. So let's go right back to the phone. Devin, we have Dave from Harrison. You're up next. Hi, Dave. Gentlemen, it's a privilege and an honor. Thank you, David. I have a question for Dev. Go Deb, right ahead.
3: Dev, God forbid George Foster would not be able to fulfill his um, keynote speaker deal at the Bacon's roast Thursday. Would you be willing to and could you fill in for
2: him? Well, I hope George is there, but uh, you know I'm I'm in town. You kind of put me on the spot here. I'm not sure what I have going on Thursday.
0: Uh, But is there a problem with George? No.
2: Oh.
3: My next question was, would Devin take as much time? to get behind the podium as George took to get in the box.
1: I don't think Devin's going to take a lot of time. He's just getting in somewhere, getting after it, and he's uh, on his way. So, Dave, I would suggest you just call uh, the Reds' offices and uh, see what can happen. And uh, obviously everybody's hoping George Foster will be there, one of the great guys ever to put on a Reds' uniform.
3: I'm sure he will.
1: All right, David, thanks for the call. Let's go up to Dayton, Ohio, and you will be there on the Reds' caravan, by the way, this week, week, right? All right, Dick, how are you, Dick? Welcome to the Reds' Hot Stowbilly.
3: Hey, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, Tom? How you doing, Jim?
1: Doing good, doing Dick. Well. Nice to hear from you, man. What's on your mind?
3: Yeah, I've I, I got a question. Desmond, uh, are you all ready for the season, buddy?
2: I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm working yeah, hard.
3: Well, you know, I'll be, you know, it's kind of neat. I I I work, but I, I get to watch. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Tom, and thank you, Jim, and, I get to watch all you guys in box sports. I, I really enjoy it, you know.
1: So you're excited for the season getting started, right, Dick?
3: Oh, I am excited for the team. You know, I work in the, out there at Lowe's there and Beaver Creek and everybody's oh we're all talking about how we think they're gonna do this year. I and I, I love your play by play and doesn't I think we're gonna we're gonna have a great year, buddy.
2: I hope so. We need, uh, you know, we need to turn it around and win some more ball games. That's for sure. are well,
3: nice
0: you
1: talking to you guys. Nice hearing from you, Dick. All the Thank best, you, pal. Dick. We'll
0: look forward to seeing you this summer. Devin, you guys play day in, day out, season in, season out. And sometimes, admittedly, it gets to be uh, a drag. You get worn down a little bit. But in your situation, I bet you can't wait to get out there and start playing day in, day out again.
2: Yeah. I mean, this has been, uh, you know, hopefully, I don't wish this on anybody. Sure. You know, I. Yep. I had the year that I had went to the all-star game and you know had had big expectations going into the next year and You know to basically get that whole year taken from you uh, you know, that was frustrating and And then go into this year and, and be ready to go and, and work so hard to get back to where I felt like you know I was going to be healthy and, and ready to go and and then have something else happen. You know that, that was double frustrating so You know, I'm ready to go. I think that uh, I've stayed looking towards the future and just tried to look to that moment and work hard to get back to, uh, you know, the player that I know that I can be and and get out
1: there on a day-in, day-out basis. When you were with the team, uh, especially obviously in home games during the year, and you're sitting there in the dugout watching, and, and, and it's not a very good vantage point to watch a baseball game. But, you know, a couple guys in particular I wanted to ask you about your impressions of. I think this time a year ago, a lot of people thought Reds are going to give Brandon Finnegan a chance to be in the rotation, and he'll probably end up settling back into the bullpen somewhere. He ended up being a pretty doggone good starter last year, maybe the most consistent from start to finish when all said and done. What were your impressions of him, not necessarily on the field, but watching the way he went about his business in the clubhouse? I thought he was a nice leader for this team as a young guy.
2: Well, I think that the, the one, of you know, his most important, is he's so competitive. Yep. You know, he's such a competitive guy. Uh, you can tell the fire that he has out there on the mound. He, he really wants to be, you know, a, a, a very good pitcher. And I think that, you know, he can be. He has three good pitches. You know, when he throws his changeup uh, and he kind of gets a good feel for it, it's as good as anybody's, you know, that we have. Uh, and his fastball and his slider are both good pitches too. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, competitively, I he, he, he definitely gets that part. And he, he's ready to, you know, get after some guys from, from pitch one the whole way until they come and get the ball. So I think that would be the, the main thing that you really look at, at Brandon
0: as, you know, that you really like that when he's out on the mound. Let's go back to the phones. One more call before we take a break and let Devin go. Tom from Anderson, you're up on the Red Sox stove, totally. Luke.
3: Thank you very much, Jim. Hey, uh, Devin, um, thank you for taking the time to be with us. No problem. Um, you did a um, seminar, whatever, for a Wald Hills girls softball um, team a couple of years ago. To actually, I'm probably missing that by two or three years. And my daughter is now your biggest fan, and she's down at UT.
1: Oh, awesome. Very cool. So she's playing baseball at the University I mean, softball at the University of Tennessee? No, Tommy. <laughs> she's out of college down there.
3: That's correct.
1: Oh, You're good for go her. Right That's level. a great place to go to school.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And it's uh, 103,000 crazy people in the stadium that I'll never go back again to watch a football game because <laughs> they
1: don't
3: sit down. <laughs> Anyhow, T. Um. Uh, my my point is, Devin, um, with these injuries, because my nephew, that Tom covered when he was a cub
0: reporter. Um, Tom, we need to move this along a little bit. We need to take a break, okay? Okay. So ask ask is, your question.
3: If if you can't go back to what you did, just like my nephew did, and he moved on from Marymount to Marietta. Are you able to move on to another position, i.e. left field or whatever, or American League?
2: You know, I think I'll find a way to get it done. I think, uh, you know, maybe it
1: won't be quite the same, but I'll be Thanks, ready Tom. to go. All right, Thomas, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We're going to take a break. And, uh, Devin, we can't thank you enough for being with us no tonight. We're no all rooting for you, man. Yeah, thank you. This thank is you one of the good guys and one of the real good leaders the Reds have had in that clubhouse in a long time. And everybody's rooting to see Devin Mazzarocco back behind the plate here in 2017. We're back with more phone calls and your questions here. We thank Devin Mazzarocco. Back in a moment.
0: All right. Our, our thanks to uh, Devin Mazzarocco once again for joining us for three segments here on the Red Hot Stove League on this Tuesday. Isn't it great to have a a player up here on on this show? I mean, we we take calls a lot of times, sometimes because of the time of the year, you can't get anybody. But when you have a player here, it makes the show so much more interesting. And, you know,
1: I I, I made the comment before we went to the commercial break, Jim, and I I know you agree. You know, for those of us who who are fortunate enough to be in this position and have this job and and, look, all these young kids, a lot of them that are here tonight, I mean, they'd love to be able to have a chance say hello to Devin Mezzarocco, be around him like we have a chance to so many of these players. And, you know, this, this is a special young guy. I mean, this is a really good guy. You know, he comes from a small town in Pennsylvania. He's busted his tail to get to where he is today. Number one pick, didn't look so good at the beginning. Then all of a sudden caught fire, career takes off, has a monster year in '14. And now has basically missed two full years. Right. But because of the kind of guy he is, the character he is, I think we both agree that two years ago we felt he was going to be the real vocal leader of this team. And it's hard to be that guy when you can't get out and play. That's true. And so I think it would not only be great for Devin Mesorocco to come back and play the way he's capable of playing, I think it would be very important for the Reds as a team to have
0: him back in their lineup and a presence as a leader on that team each and every day. I couldn't agree more. Hey, I want to go to something that you you and Phil Castellini were talking about last week. He said everybody's always asking him, what does the front office do in the offseason? There's no games. What are you guys doing? Yesterday, Martin Luther King Day, and I want to give a big tip of the Reds cap for what they did around this city of Cincinnati. It was an off day in terms of work, but a lot of the Reds front office volunteered to help out around the city. They were they had a presence at the Cincinnati Gospel Mission, the Salvation Army, Matthew 25 Ministries, the Boys and Girls Clubs, great pictures on, on Reds.com. And I just want to say thank you to them for going out and helping in the community. It was great stuff.
1: Amen. And, I mean, it's a special day in this country, special guys celebrating. And remember Martin Luther King. And, and you know, the Reds are... You know, along with, with – you can go right down the line. I mean, we could name all the corporations in this city that, that, that call this place home, but the Reds are as much if not more a, a part of the fabric and the history of this town. They want to be involved, and they are involved
0: every single day. I agree with you. I thought it was a great thing. Hey, you were talking about uh, the Reds' bullpen uh, and, uh, you know, the, the the situations, the three the three areas that we've talked about all offseason have been the bullpen, yep. the bench, and the catcher situation. We talked a lot of uh, about it with Devin. He doesn't seem to think there's going to be any problem. If he and Tucker one of the top two combos in catching, maybe in the National League, maybe in the big leagues, still that bench is a situation that people are taking a look at and thinking, what's going to happen down there? Well, as you well know, I mean, th- that's an area where the teams that are spending...
1: You know, 130, 150, 200 million dollars. I mean, they've got guys that used to be regular players and big star regular players that are now guys of their careers that kind of led them to be a big bat off the bench. You know, Andre Ethier, a guy sure. that comes to, I mean, all of a sudden he's not even a starter for you. You know, look what he's done in his career, been a really good player. So, you know, the bench is a tricky situation. I thought the one kid last year, now all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, Ibarin. All of a sudden, now there's a guy to me, the guy all he's done is hit in the minor leagues. I thought when he came up last year looking at him, I think that's a step up offensively on their bench. I agree with you. So, you know, maybe uh, some of these guys that, that may not be the biggest names in the world, maybe there's some guys that can help you. You know, if you get Mezarocco back, all of a sudden your bench is very different because you got Tucker Barnhart now part of your bench.
0: So everything elevates if you can get some people back healthy again. Throw another name out. Steve Selsky, I thought he did a really nice job job when he came up late in the year, hit a couple of home runs in about two weeks worth of play, hit over 300. Had a five hit game. Had a five hit game in St. Louis, and this is the kind of guy that's not going to play every day here, but he might be a guy that could come off the bench and and come up with a big hit for you. I tell you, you know, you and I have talked about this,
1: and I may look like the biggest fool in the world. Just ask my wife, it certainly wouldn't be the first time. But. (laughs) I don't know. I, I just have a sneaking suspicion this team is going to be a lot better than people think it is. We know that, that health is a key. You're not going to win anything if your best players don't play. So you start with that. But I, I just feel like I think they got a chance to be a lot better than people
0: think. I you feel done. the same way. I know I, you I do. do. You're I do not talked that. about it. I mean, one game under 500 in the second half, you had a lot of guys that didn't play a lot because of the situation with injuries that you talked about. They're going to go into spring training healthy, and I think they could surprise some people. Yeah, and I think the rotation is
1: really going to start to come together. I think we're going to finally see some of these young guys put it together
0: and start doing some things they're expected to do. I agree. All right, we have one more segment to go here from the Holy Grail Banks. We're talking Reds baseball on the Reds Hot Stove League. Back with more in a moment. The Reds Hall of Fame and Museum's
1: Pete Rose Hit Collection fundraising campaign features 4,256 baseballs, each signed by Pete Rose, stamped with the official Pete Rose Hit Collection logo and baseball's unique hit number. So you can purchase a hit collection baseball, become the owner of that hit, and help support the Pete Rose Sculpture Project that will be unveiled, of course, this summer. You can buy it today at RedsMuseum.org. We're back from the Holy Grail Banks. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser. And You know, Jimmy, you and I talked about this Pete Rose thing. Of all the things we've talked about in the 10 years I've been lucky to
0: be around, this is the coolest thing they've done. I don't know who came up with it, but someone deserves major kudos for putting that together. Yeah. They're fantastic looking. And the fact that you can pick a date that means something to you, and associate that with a hit from Pete's career and have it autographed, unbelievable.
1: All right, so next week we will be doing the show on Wednesday night from the Hall of Fame and Museum, right? Next Wednesday night from 6 till 7 o'clock, and that will be the unofficial kickoff of the Reds Caravan. Now you will be going, if I'm not mistaken, I am extremely jealous. You will be going to the... Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, next Thursday night. The home of the Bobcats. not Real good basketball team this yeah. year. Really, really good. But you will be there on a Thursday night, perhaps the best night of all nights. to be in mean, Athens, Ohio. That doesn't mean a whole lot to everybody else, but to you, Big
0: night. Thursday night in Athens means a yes, whole lot.
1: It does. It does. It's just a very, uh, it's regularly, I think, the best night to kick off the weekend there in Athens. And you guys are going to be there. It's always a great stop. Then you're
0: going on to stops in West Virginia, correct? Charleston, uh, Huntington, I believe. We yep. have two or three stops on there. We're going to go to the infamous Logan, West Virginia stop way up on the hill where you hope it's not snowing and icy when you get up there. That's right. And uh, you know what we'll do more than anything else, Tom? We will eat. Yes, a lot. As you know, you eat a lot on that thing. Who's on your caravan? We've got the cowboy. Yep. we got the general manager of the Reds, Dick Williams. Steve Selsky is going to be with us. Yep. Eric Davis is going to be on our That's crew. And the newest Red, Drew Storen, is on our group. I'm thrilled to have him along with us. That's a good group. It's going to be very, very really, good. Really, really good group. By the way, next Wednesday on the Reds Hot Stove League, as you mentioned over there at the Hall of Fame, the Cowboy and I will be the guy. Really? The Cowboy The Cowboy is making an appearance north of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> Before... April 1st I don't think he's allowed to come here in the winter (laughs) He has to get permission
1: Certainly from the missus Yes he does Well that's going to be a lot of fun So for those of you listening along the Reds radio network right now And you're wondering who's coming Where they're going Take a look at Reds.com And uh, we have four groups going out It's going to be a great time as always
0: So we got hot stove next Wednesday And then the kickoff of the caravan next Thursday A big week in the off season for the Red Lakes Great being with you brother You too my friend All right Reds Hot Stove
1: League from the Holy Grail Banks will be with you again. It is Wednesday night, 6 to 7 o'clock at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. If you're coming down, come early. Not quite the seating capacity we have here at the Holy Grail Banks. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for coming out.